speaking the truth to the state capitol. This is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, it's Tuesday, September 27th. I'm Jack Riggins, the host of Drive Time Lincoln. Johnny Cadillac's producing the show. Uh, I'm giggling because it just doesn't take me long on a Twitter Tuesday <laughs> to find something. By the way, programming's been all over the place, so we do have the call lines open the entire show. Rick Stein Recognition Hotline 402 479 one four zero zero and the text line. Uh, but uh, happy great weather Tuesday, Lincoln. Eighty degrees and feels like eighty, and it is sunny and it looks like ten days of phenomenal weather. Uh, which you know, I'm a golfer. You know, I'm an outdoor guy. I've been landscaping for the last four days. Love doing it. Uh, fall weather to me is the best. Uh, I don't know. I just love it, but uh, it's like we're in San Diego. It's getting down to, you know, the 50s and 60s at night and then uh, bopping up to uh, 70s and 80s. So uh, stand by for some great weather, not just the rest of the week, but in the next week. Um, Again, Twitter Tuesday, so to speak. Um, I've got a couple of accounts I've been wanting to talk about. Um, so I'm going to. I've also quickly found uh, my tweet of the day winner. It is our esteemed president of the United States, Joe Biden. And it caused me to just giggle. And I hope it will you as well. Um, hope you enjoy Doug Fitzgerald on Friday and uh, Wheels to Warriors. Great organization helping out vets. Um Guys, thanks for the koozies, and thanks for all you do uh, for the veterans. Pretty sweet organization. And then he had Acton Academy on yesterday. So always a good organization to know that's out there. And, Doug, thanks again for covering. Um, When I get some conflicts from time to time. You know, today I was uh, out there with some other just regular Joe Huskers, and I, I I have to admit something. I almost feel bad admitting it. All of us were born and raised in Nebraska, and we do follow sports. And I didn't say we're fanatical about it. We just follow it. None of us in a two-hour span without looking at our phone could could know, didn't know who Nebraska football was playing this weekend. Yeah, Johnny, that made you laugh, didn't it? Yeah, no. I In your defense, <laughs> I just found out last night. I, I was having a – I was at a, a dessert – thing with a former assistant coach George Darlington. Okay. And he just was talking about Indiana re- randomly and I said, "Oh, that must be who we're facing." Yeah. <laughs> well, coach Darlington is correct. We're facing Indiana this week. Uh but I thought that that was very random that wasn't tracking a uh, Husker football opponent in the middle of football season. Now, looking forward to that game. Um uh, but it might have been the weather, it might have been uh other circumstances. Who knows? But nonetheless, uh, I just thought I'd share that because there's probably a lot of you out in the listening audience right now uh, that probably have some similar like, oh, yeah, they're playing Indiana. Um, Yeah, we'll get it turned around. Takes time. It'll be fun to see the team after uh, two weeks of practice, you know, coaching adjustments, obviously, Coach Mickey Joseph now. So anyway, Hurricane Ian is... uh, 
bearing down on Florida. I want to talk a little bit about Nordstrom 1 and 2. If you're tracking that story, it's very interesting. The pipeline carrying natural gas from Russia to Europe. And as well, this, uh, I guess, self-described Giorgia Maloney. Giorgia Maloney, Italian new prime minister. Self-proclaimed far right, but the papers are definitely saying far right. But she, uh, boy, her words after winning an election there for prime minister are, I'm going to say, they're going to resonate with a lot of Americans. That's just the way it is. Um, so we'll talk about her. But again, Rick Stein Recognition Hotline's open, 402-479-1400, text line as well. Um, so, Jeff, I'm already getting the text. Uh, I got you. Uh, let's go, Brandon. Well, I guess with the let's go, Brandon, that means it's time. Uh, tweet of the day winner. There's so many people already posting this. Uh, but essentially... I picked a a Benny Johnson. He must be a famous person because he's got one of those blue check marks by it, um, and it just came up in my feed. I don't even know if I follow him. But he says, Never forget when Joe Biden told Americans to prepare for hurricane season by getting vaccinated. And Joe Biden said, One of the first things you could do is get vaccinated. And everything gets better from there. Uh, my God. Now, I, that I, doesn't surprise me, Johnny, because as I was searching the Twitter feed, the great city of Lincoln, Nebraska, their tweet as of 45 minutes ago was, the COVID-19 restyle moves to mid-yellow. I mean, and two tweets down from that, I've got President Biden via Benny Johnson. Warning the people on the East Coast and the South that it's hurricane season and they can get prepared by getting vaccinated. I mean, you can't make this up, folks. I understand now why you started the show laughing. I know. As a matter of fact, this is totally probably against radio, but I got to try to play it. I got to try to put Joe Biden on air for everybody. Here we go. Let's see if you can hear it. Let me be clear. If you're in a state where hurricanes often strike like Florida or the Gulf Coast or into Texas, a vital part of preparing for hurricane season is to get vaccinated now. Everything is more complicated if you're not vaccinated in a hurricane or natural disaster hits. Let me be clear. (laughs) Johnny, seriously, could people hear that? Yeah, I I mean, I heard it in my headphones just fine, so they got to hear it. They have to have heard that. Folks, that is the tweet of the day. Um, seriously, there's hurricanes out there. In this case, Hurricane Ian. And all of your tax dollars and all of the emergency preparedness. Nebraska's Task Force One out there prepared to help people. Already out there helping people. But But let me play it again just because this is our leaders. And this is the leader. Of the United States of America talking about hurricane preparedness. If you're in a state where hurricanes often strike, like Florida or the Gulf Coast or into Texas, a vital part of preparing for hurricane season is to get vaccinated now. 
Everything is more complicated if you're not vaccinated in a hurricane or a natural disaster hits. Let me be clear. Everything is more complicated if you're not vaccinated. Everything. Am I missing something like I, I, where the correlation not, between a hurricane and COVID is? I, now, listen, Johnny, it is Twitter. It is Twitter Tuesday here on Drive Time Lincoln with Jack Riggins and Johnny Cadillac. And it, I'm not saying that there hasn't been deep fakes on Twitter before. I'm not saying that people don't cut up tape and put it together. And it looks true, but it's not true. But when I'm picking, I'm just picking. I don't. It's it's about Twitter. It's not about deep research. It's not about second and third um, uh, sources of information to verify a story. I'm taking Benny Johnson with the nice little blue check mark, as well as hundreds of other feeds I have that are showing me this video at face value. Well, I'm I'm not gonna sit here and fact check that either. But I'm just. It gives me amusement. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, can you understand why I was giggling before? Oh, absolutely. I, mean, I, I, I try to do this stuff as fresh as I can, you know, not like pick the Twitter early this morning or yesterday. No, like what's going on about Showtime? And that's what we got. Uh, we're going to get a lot of traction out of that one. Again, call lines are open. Rick's on recognition online, 402-479-1400. Well, I guess Benny... Johnson absolutely gets the award from the show. And because the President of the United States basically talked his way into that one, um, I also have to give the city of Lincoln credit on their Twitter account because they were back-to-back on my feed um, for posting about the dial. So... I'll read it because I care about people. The wrist dial will move to mid-yellow as key indicators remain steady or are showing improvement. The yellow position on the dial indicates the risk of the virus spreading is moderate. So here's a question for you, Johnny, or any audience listener, call in, let me know. Do we now have a permanent... COVID dial forever in Lincoln because it, it has green, right? Which is so you, it's a virus. We know it's in the water supply. They test the water supply. It's in the air, you know, just like the flu. It's going to be around forever. So, do we always now in Lincoln, Nebraska have a COVID dial so that it can even be in the green and says everything's okay? I mean, it's probably there. I just hope we don't have to continuously hear about it. But this is what we're hearing about. I mean, we're hearing about it from our city government. It's most one of the most, if not the biggest thing they talk about all the time. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm just in 2025 in the middle of the year. We're going to hear for the third year straight, the COVID risk dial is still in the low right. yellow or something. Right. But like, I mean, it goes into the green. Are they going to keep posting? It's into the green, and then you know, the, the, when, when it hits, it's going to say the green. What is it going to say? The green position on the dial indicates the risk of the virus spreading is low. Is when, that what it's going to say? When it hits the green, they are they are most definitely going to say something right away. Then they'll probably give cautionary words of now. This doesn't mean to not be careful. COVID still right. exists. And- well, what it's going to say is, it's going to say. Welcome to the 2023 Cornhusker football season. Now, the first thing you need to do is get vaccinated because getting vaccinated makes everything better and less severe. Anyway, 
Or it just happens to be the end of an LPS school year. Yeah, maybe. And uh, All right, we're getting a little crazy on that one, but I mean, I'm still cracking up about it. Benny Johnson and the city of Lincoln via Joe Biden. Uh, tweet of the day winners here on Drive Time Lincoln. Chris, I see you, man, on the uh, Rick Stein recognition text line. <laughs> I am glad you're listening, Chris. The first thing you should do when you have a flat tire is get vaccinated. I think, Chris, you just stumbled on maybe the joke of the last three years, which is the first thing you should do, add sentence, add, you know, adjective verbs, and then get vaccinated. Yeah, no, I I tripped over the sidewalk the other day and skinned up my knee, and the first thing I thought about was my vaccination status. Now, here's a great question, not to go on and on about it, (laughs) but... In 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 MWA, did the wrestlers wear masks while wrestling? Not while wrestling. So when the mask mandate was going on, uh, that we were pretty laxed about it. Brian Blade's mom was helping us out, like she does our Lincoln shows, and she was a stickler. She um, especially when we started letting the crowds in, she was anyone she saw not wearing a mask from the MWA um, staff. Hey, oh man, she was. She was quick to say, hey, put a mask on. But when the show started, those involved did not have to wear it then. We encouraged the guests to wear the masks. But uh, I mean, if they, as ring announcer, if I saw them wearing a mask or not wearing a mask, I didn't say anything. Just wanted them to enjoy the show just like the people next to them wearing masks. All right. We've got a dedicated listener, uh, Austin Michael. Thank you for the email. I'm very glad that I said I was. Talking about that tweet of the day. It's still the tweet of the day, the winner, and it's still a funny clip. Um, and it just all depends what you go to Twitter for. I go to it for laughs for the most part. Uh, however, I did say I don't fact check. Now, uh, Austin Michael, appreciate sending me Reuters fact check email. Biden urges those in hurricane-prone states to get COVID-19 shots in case of evacuation. Excuse me. (laughs) In case of evacuation. Austin, actually, that makes a lot of sense um, coming from the president in that way. Um, I'm not going to have time to read the entire story. Um, But, in fact, Reuters, well-known organization, and like I said, a lot of people splice things on social media for all kinds of different reasons. In this case, causes me to laugh. I'm sure many other people did. It also is a political uh, hit job, of course, you know, by showing Biden as the silly person that a lot of us think he is. And uh, it is political season. And so, yeah, that clip is going to fire up a lot of people both ways. However, Austin, I do appreciate you taking the time, um, and that's why I'm reading it. You know, Reuters fact-checking that uh, video and the pieces is saying that uh, he was talking about uh, hurricane-prone areas and people to be prepared to get their shots in case they'd have to evacuate to another place. And in that context, what he is saying also makes sense. So, Austin, appreciate that. Austin Michael, that's your name, at least on my email. So, um, pretty good. And I think that's the point. I like to look at things and giggle and laugh. And obviously, uh, I'm still never going to forget 
that Joe Biden clip. Obviously, I played it twice. I think it's very funny. Um, and I do, if we can't laugh, I think we're silly. However, in today's world, I think that Twitter and why we have a Twitter Tuesday exemplifies the duality of which a mechanism of random people, including the press and then everybody else who has Twitter, um, can post things that essentially have dual meaning, depending on who's looking at it, what your political leanings are, and then um, even maybe your preconceived notion. Uh, Nonetheless, I find it very, very funny. And that is why I wanted to share it with you, the audience. At the same time, being the people's platform, I don't mind if somebody does sort of fact check it. Again, Austin Michael, it's one fact check from uh, Reuters. And, uh, but hey, I'm happy to always give the alternate side of the story if I can find it. Like I said, I just kind of grab them and go. But uh, both, both ways make sense. Both ways make sense that Joe Biden is out of touch and says goofy things. I think that's been well established (laughs) at times through his presidency. But at the same time, as a lifelong servant to the country of 40 years or plus, uh, it would make sense that the President of the United States is also talking about getting vaccinated in case people have to evacuate uh, from the hurricane areas. And in fact, that probably would speed things up if you have all your paperwork and passports let me see your papers let me see your papers before you get on the evacuation uh train <laughs> klin 1400 am 99.3 fm you're getting the 411 from dtl with commander jack riggins on 1499.3 klin Ooh, um traffic update from the text line um from a listener, thank you for this uh, big accident at South 84th Street and Firethorn Lane affecting northbound traffic, but also affecting southbound. Uh, so just a spot report, if you will, from a driver out there, concerned citizen in Lincoln. Jennifer, thank you for that. Again, uh, big accident at South 84th Street and Firethorn Lane affecting northbound traffic the most, but also affecting southbound. So. Uh, be careful out there on 84th. Um, yeah, it's 84th is busy. Oh, I just think about it. I just, Johnny, you hear me all the time. You see my face. I My eyes roll. It's just, it's like crime going on in this city. And, you know, LPD's got their press conference out there concerned about, you know, spike in gun violence. And I've been talking about since I moved back in 2016. I just don't remember Nebraskans in particular, but Lincoln Having so many accidents. Yeah. And not accidents like this is a fire. I mean, I hope everybody's okay, but just fender benders all the time. It's very common to look left and look right and see people on their phones um, or just not engaged in driving. Driving actually can be very enjoyable if you just pay attention to driving. It doesn't have to be, uh, you know, just go as fast as you can and look at your phone and get some extra work done or text your friends. I mean, the point is to arrive alive and to, you know, defensive driving. That's just not something I hear much anymore. Defensive driving. Always expect the unexpected. Always expect fellow citizens to do something silly and drive in a defensive manner. So 
Be careful out there. Northbound traffic on 84th around Firethorn Lane. Um, accident with a fire going on. All right, when we come back, uh, we'll pick up the Italian Prime Minister and other stories. 1499.3. Drive Time Lincoln with the Commander Jack Riggins on the voice of Lincoln. 1499.3 KLIN. All right, we're back Tuesday, September 27th. Uh, I am your host, Jack Riggins. Johnny Cadillac is still producing the show. Once again, we get the drive time Lincoln uh, dip in temperature, 79, and feels like 79. Almost always gets cooler, Johnny, during our show. It almost always does. I mean, I know the last couple times it seemed like it just gets warmer a degree, which I always thought was bizarre. Well, either it always goes up one or two. Yes, not. not never I don't know what you and I do to these <laughs> uh, to the temperature in the stratosphere, but it's quite interesting. All right, folks, we're having us uh, kind of Twitter Tuesday, open call line Tuesday, rec- uh, recognition, Rick Stein recognition hotline four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred, and the text line are open. Programming note: uh, tomorrow, Wednesday. We will have Russ Barger on, a legislative candidate from District 26, I believe. There is no drive time Lincoln Thursday due to the Team Jack Radiothon, which is cool. Great uh, organization there, and they keep rolling strong. A lot of challenges in that family, and uh, much like Tunnels for Towers Lincoln, uh, Team Jack is probably uh, a gold standard for taking multiple tragedies and turning them into victories and helping others. So happy to see that going on. And then we'll have a half show on Friday. So anyway, we just thought, well, let's try to get some calls in. And, you know, Brian doesn't want to. I'd love for Brian to call in. Remember, we told him to call back about Ambassador Rooney. Yeah. um, Just because he called in and I enjoy talking with Brian. I always find it funny, um, text line again, that uh, people text in. And maybe, obviously, people don't listen to the show all the time. You know, they catch it from here or there. But uh, somebody was not digging the fact that I mispronounced, see, I even mispronounced pronounced. <laughs> Reuters. I called it Reuters. Reuters. Um, if you were around me 24-7 and my daughters would be the best um, judge of it, I say all kinds of words that... Uh, Everybody knows what I'm talking about, but I do not say it in the proper English, King's English, or other. And it always takes me back to uh, one of the last operations I was on in the United States military and SEAL team with the Australian Special Air Service. And obviously you do a lot of communications over the radio and, and such, and sometimes things get very boring out in the middle of the Pacific Indian Oceans, if you will. But I spent my time trying to emulate the Australian accent terribly on the radio to pass time between uh, the senior Australian commander and myself. At that point, I was the senior U.S. commander, and I was mission commander. And and I just, hey, on the airwaves in the middle of the ocean looking at those stars, uh, we started going back and forth, and I would past my coats with my best Australian accent. And anyway, finally we got done, and in the debrief, they said, hey, mate, they said, you don't speak English, you speak American. <laughs> and I thought, that's so true. Like, 
Americans don't really speak English. We speak American. And there's so many different dialects of American. <laughs> that is true. And the whole time you were saying that, I'm like, please talk. Give us an Australian accent. Oh, fact, you wanted to hear it. The fact I, that you said. Hey, mate. <laughs> hey, mate. You don't speak English. You speak American. Uh, and, and I think that's very true. Um, nonetheless, I apologize, listener, that I didn't get Reuters right as a radio guy. But that is funny. <laughs> and uh, the other one I, I say is um, uh, a booger or uh, a booger or a bur- burglar, like hamburglar or hamburger, hamburger, hamburger. Right. I say that one at home all the time. And my family just makes fun of me. But to me, that's the difference between pop soda and cola. Like, it's just a different way. <laughs> of saying the word and if people get it uh they get it you know anyway uh but hey always learn something here on drive time lincoln in this case uh one of the listeners uh got me on reuters you know you but i like rooters because it's like like roto rooter <laughs> you, you've shared on air and off air a bunch of times about how you and Doug Fitzgerald are two completely different people. Oh, I think that's very and, obvious when you listen to us both. But one similarity you guys have is you are both notorious for butcher, butchering people's names when they come on the show unintentionally. Does he? And, no, no, no. Does he do it on Drive Time Lincoln only? Yes, uh, so it's the curse of Drive Time Lincoln. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm well, to think there, I'll bet Colby Mack never never did that on Drive Time Lincoln, and since <laughs> I've taken over host, it's like we have a ghost in the here. The DTL curse. Yeah, the DTL <laughs> curse. Alright, but hey, there you go. Uh, like I said, always love the engagement from the texters and the callers. Uh, Jennifer, again, big accident at South 84th Street and Firethorn Lane uh, affecting northbound traffic. Be careful. Um, but you can imagine with a fire, it's, uh, it, excuse me, not a fire. It's also affecting southbound. That gets pretty busy over there. And we're talking about Twitter. Some people laughing along with me and kind of... Jumping on the Joe Biden train uh, when he said, uh, <laughs> when he said, get vaccinated in hurricane preparations. Uh, again, I admitted that it's probably a clip on Twitter that's been clipped. And uh, we had another listener fact check. It says Joe Biden's talking about if you have to evacuate. Uh, the duality of it does absolutely make sense um, because that's just the way Twitter is. And, uh, right before I go to Brian, and then when we come back, we'll talk about these two accounts that I've been trying to talk about. Uh, Good Twitter follows here in Nebraska. Uh, First one is left. um, Seen Red Nebraska. Okay, so that's at Seen Red Nebraska. That's a good Twitter follow on the left side. Um, I'd say a very uh, activist left organization here in the state that gets after it both Serious issues, angry issues, funny issues, right? So you have to take it in context. So like everything in the duality of politics in America, there is the right side of that, which is at Nebraska Freedom, which is Nebraska Freedom Coalition. And again, political activists on the right side, funny, serious, and angry tweets sometimes. 
But these two accounts, from the best I can tell, on Twitter, again, at Seeing Red Nebraska and at Nebraska Freedom, which is Nebraska Freedom Coalition, these two go at each other all the time and are probably, in my estimate, the more extreme versions of ideas and thoughts on politics here in Nebraska. Seeing Red Nebraska has about 4.5 thousand or 4,500 for some of you um, followers. And Nebraska Freedom Coalition has about 1,000 followers. So Democrats dominating social media a little bit. Makes a lot of sense. Anyway, we'll come back and talk about those two accounts because I find them interesting. And if you're not uh, up to date, you might want to check those out um, for a lot of different reasons. But let's go to Brian, who called back in. And I assume Brian wants to talk about Ambassador Rooney, and I hope he does. Brian, welcome back to Drive Time Lincoln. Good afternoon, Jack. Your conversation with Ambassador Rooney, I missed the beginning. So it left me wondering what the Pope had said to uh, make you say that he was siding with Russia against Ukraine. And I looked on Google when I got to it, and it was about uh, Pope saying supplying weapons to Ukraine is uh, morally uh, legitimate, uh, acceptable, uh, supportive of supplying weapons. Um, I thought it might have been about uh, the daughter of Dugan uh, getting blown up in a bomb that was intended for Dugan. And he had said that uh, called her a, a victim of uh, war. Uh, but you seem to be talking about something to do with NATO. And when I listened to the podcast, I found that what, it, what that was what it was. But that was back uh, May 3rd when uh, he said that NATO might have provoked Russia. Yeah. And it was when he was trying to get, get uh, you know, negotiating with Russia. And, uh, so was that what you were referring yeah, to? So y- yeah, you had a little backwards, and I thought it was interesting, too, because uh, right after that show aired, r- real close to after it anyway, um, the Pope did make that statement about the acceptability of, of weapons going to Ukraine. And so that seemed counter to the things he had said before. So what it was is Ambassador Rooney, like a lot of ambassadors or uh, folks at, at that level or representative from Florida, had published a new book. So part of his promotion for his new book um, was, again, as ambassador to the Holy See, he was critical, not just in the interview, but in his book about the Pope prior to that comment. And it really focused on the Pope's statements, as you say correctly, I believe, that he was talking about NATO moving, you know, could have provoked Russia. And what I personally thought was an interesting statement from the Pope is where he kind of poo-pooed that there's really a good versus an evil dynamic. And he was basically saying the West's claim for kind of the moral high ground, you know, isn't isn't real, isn't right. You know, everybody's kind of guilty in this. And I found that a little bit interesting for a pope to have said that, meaning you could look at it that he was justifying Russian aggression. Now, the ambassador, and then I'll be quiet here in a second, let you talk. The ambassador was promoting his book and obviously talked about where the Pope had come from and a lack of trust uh, based in his history um, coming up 
as a young priest uh, of the West. So that was kind of the gist of the conversation. Yeah, it's just that what came up that day was uh, him saying it was uh, a moral thing to supply weapons to Ukraine. And then a week after that, uh, when I called in, he was saying uh, madness to think of using nuclear weapons and that Ukrainians were being subjected to savageness, monstrosities, and torture, calling them a noble people, being martyred, etc. So it seemed like overall he was, uh, and had condemned Russia from the beginning uh, as you know, invading. No, I don't disagree with you at all in that. I, I, I found it interesting because I was, as Ambassador Rooney, um, I think it took for about a month for him to get on the show. I think that his book, I haven't read the entire book, I think that, like many books that want to cover kind of a current topic, um, it might have been outdated, meaning by what then the Pope shifted to. Not to say the Pope, and I think you're probably right, was trying to help in open negotiations earlier, and so he was careful with his words, and obviously there's a large uh, Christian following inside of Russia, uh, but nonetheless, as... That drive time Lincoln and Lincoln, Nebraska show ended. The Pope has said things since that I thought were very supportive of the Ukraine people and the effort to kind of keep the conquest uh, of Russia right there. Yeah, in April and May, he was trying to talk with Putin and saying he could see both sides. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I think I think the ambassador, I mean, he he dealt with him and he had some other issues I can't um, bring up right now. But he he was disappointed um, that the pope had had made some of those statements. And, hey, I was too to a degree. Now, does the pope sway the needle completely as much as maybe they used to or will in the future? Um, Clearly, not necessarily in this case. Right. He probably was trying to be helpful. um, But I think. I think Putin was dead set on doing what he wanted to do there, and and now we have that conflict. But I still thought okay. it was an interesting interview. Um, you know, unique take to uh, be a former ambassador to Holy See and uh, write a book uh, critical of some of their policy stances and things like that. So I, I found it eye opening a little bit. Uh, but sure. I, now, now another thing on Ukraine. Okay. When you have when you have the college Republican on. You uh, both said not one more penny for Ukraine, not while we have uh, things to take care of here at home. And it's something that I've heard a lot, and practically every time I hear it, it's usually followed up with, we must be ready to pay any price to confront China, as though really it's not about the money, but about which war you're wanting to have. And one of the reasons, one of the things I've heard from the start being said along with Ukraine every time it's mentioned is how corrupt Ukraine is. So I thought I'd look up just how corrupt Ukraine was. And there's a worldpopulationreview.com and a corruption perception index on Wikipedia. Uh, they both pretty much agree. Uh, Ukraine comes in about, uh, well, you got the least corrupt countries. You got Denmark, New Zealand, Finland, Singapore, Sweden. Norway, yeah, I don't think anybody disputes that Ukraine has been very corrupt and probably is i mean that's kind of well known isn't it well no the point i'm making is that on a scale though you know when you look at all the countries in the world and where it fits into the scale now on the bottom we've got uh, south sudan syria somalia venezuela yaman north korea afghanistan 
Libya and uh, Iraq isn't too much further up from there. It's number 157. Okay. Where's the and, U.S. stand? Uh, it's number 27. Okay. <laughs> number 27. And uh, Ukraine is number 122. There you go. Now, now, for the countries in Europe, that would make it fairly corrupt, unless you include Russia as one of the countries in Europe, because Russia is at number 136. So it's uh, much more corrupt than Ukraine. So Ukraine is kind of in the middle when it comes to world corruption. Yeah. But, but it is a smear that's put on Ukraine that I never heard put on Afghanistan being like the sixth most corrupt country in the world or uh, uh, Iraq at uh, what number it's at. Uh, it's number 157. Well, uh, I would think that it, I, I, I wouldn't maybe because uh, and I didn't know that Ukraine's necessarily a, a world uh, player, but uh Afghanistan, other than poppy export, I don't think is either, uh, nor Iraq too much. But I, I think everybody knows or at least assumes that Afghanistan and Iraq were very corrupt places. Yeah, uh, I'm probably saying, you know, maybe it was assumed, but it's like a drumbeat. Every time you hear Ukraine, it's uh, corrupt. And also some of the smears on Zelensky that... Uh, but I don't think, I don't think whether it's corrupt or not, is dictates what what Americans feel about our support. You know, you still sovereign nations shouldn't invade other sovereign nations. Well, you know, mentioned something also about the Pope and how uh, you know he's liberal, left wing, might have come from that uh, liberation mm-hmm. theology yeah. uh, tradition, and I can understand that. You know, he's uh, more of a Saint Francis of Assisi than uh, Niccoli Machiavelli kind of a, a guy yeah. when it comes to. Thing. Well, and I listen, I don't think America will be judged in history very well for the invasion of Iraq. I mean, I served in it, and I don't think we'll be judged very good for that. You know, nations should have darn good justification for invading other nations. Well, I would like to call in about Iraq and Afghanistan sometime. Well, please uh, do. i got to take a break uh, here in about 20 okay. seconds. But, uh, no, uh, good thoughts. Yeah, I listen. I don't. I think the young Republican may have said that. Uh, I'm all about keeping that conflict regional. If we have to spend money to do it, great. But I also think prioritization of our monies, um, you know, and the problems we have at home really need to be looked at. Um, we we tend to spend a lot overseas. Klin fourteen hundred ninety nine three. You're getting the four one one from DTL. With Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, we're finishing up a Twitter Tuesday here on September 27th. Uh, Brian, appreciate the call. It was a good call. Enjoyed the conversation back and forth and the information. I would love for you to call back in uh, when we have some time uh, about Iraq and Afghanistan. Always enjoy talking about that. Um, didn't get to the Nord Stream 1 and 2. Uh, leaks. I think those pipelines are a very interesting thing, but um, the headlines are all over the place, right? Most people say it was caused by an explosion. Uh, Russia pipeline, natural gas to Europe. Uh, Ukraine accuses Russia of attacking it. And then we've got Reuters analysis headline Nord Stream gas leaks raise climate fears, but impact hard to quantify. I mean, we have to, f- we have to put climate crisis into everything. Okay, folks. Something happened to the pipeline. There's three leaks off the coast of uh, Denmark in the Baltic Sea. This is a big deal. This is a story that needs to be followed up on. We'll keep talking about it, and we'll go from there. 
didn't get to seeing Red Nebraska and Nebraska Freedom Coalition on Twitter. We'll do that tomorrow. Glad that LPD is taking a deeper dive into gun violence here in the city. It's absolutely time to attack that. Johnny, you got something for me? Yeah, listener and friend Matt Anderson sent me a message. Australia, astrology, astronomy, going off of where the DTL curse we talked about earlier. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you got it, Matt. And a great event, uh, Branch Stroke Observatory, Starbecue last weekend. 1,200 people got out there. Love it. Again, LPD's deep diving into the gun violence, uh, and I love to see that. So go get them. Seen Red Nebraska, Nebraska Freedom Coalition. We'll talk more about your Twitter accounts tomorrow. And everybody, track this Nord Stream 1 and 2 uh, kind of leak, catastrophe, conspiracy, whatever you want to call it. That's not good for Europe. KLIN 1499.3.